Welcome to the Valleybrook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our Jesus Continued Sermon Series. This series digs deeper into who the Holy Spirit is, the Spirit's role, and why God desires for us to live Spirit-led lives. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. We're going to release the kids ages four through a grade eight to go to their classes right now. So look, I am excited uh, about uh, bringing this message to you today because we're just, we're just starting a new series today about the Holy Spirit. And as we go through this series over the next couple of weeks, uh, I, I believe we will discover more about who the Holy Spirit is, more about what the Holy Spirit's role is in our lives and in the church, and more about what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. And, and that is my prayer also. Uh, over this past year, uh, back sometime last year in 2016, I, I, I ran across a book, and the, be honest, the, the title intrigued me. Jesus Continued, while, Why the Spirit Inside Us is Better Than Jesus Beside Us. I said, I, I want to know what that book's about, and so, and so I bought it, and uh, here it is. It's by a pastor in North Carolina, J.D. Greer, and... Um, uh, I have found it to be one of the best books, uh, most balanced books of, about the Holy Spirit that I've ever read, and I commend it to you, so much so that we actually have some copies in the cafe afterwards if, if you want to purchase one, I encourage you to, because I think it will bless you in your growth as a follower of Jesus. So in uh, preparation for this series, uh, for this sermon, would you bow your heads? Let's pray. Uh, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. We, we know you're here, and so we do posture our lives, our hearts, our minds, and we say, have your way. Speak to us and give us ears to hear. Uh, let us see what you want us to see. Help us grow deeper in, in not just our knowledge about you, but our experience with you. And so, Lord, I, I pray that this, this sermon is not something that just happens in the course of uh, several minutes here, but that uh, it begins to, to breathe life into each one of us and, and takes off from there. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I can't think of a better day to start a series on the Holy Spirit than today. Today is Pentecost. Now, those of you who, who uh, follow the church calendar know that Pentecost is the 50 days after the resurrection, uh, 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 ascension of Jesus. Uh, so, um, uh, so we celebrate that today. It is the, the birthday of the church because on the, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church, uh, actually on the believers, the 120 or so believers, and the church was born. Church was given birth, and, and it grew to over 3,000 people that very day. And so today we celebrate the birth of the church. We celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You can read about it in the book of Acts. I encourage you to go back and do that if you haven't read that for a while. Um, and as we begin this series about the Holy Spirit, it's my hope that God will take us personally deeper, 
take us deeper as a church in our experience, our understanding, our knowledge, and our embrace of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I've been a follower of Jesus for 35 years. I've seen a lot, and I've heard a lot about the Holy Spirit, and, um, and I recognize that uh, people come from different positions on the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, J.D. Greer, in his book, I'll quote him some during this series, he, he said this, Some pursue experience in the Holy Spirit apart from the Word. They listen for voices in their hearts or seek signs from God in the heavens. They always seem to be talking about what God said to them through a stirring in their spirit or a strange confluence of circumstances. He goes, others, however, seek to know and obey the Word without any interaction with or real dependence on the Holy Spirit. These Christians might know who the Holy Spirit is, that he floats around in their hearts somewhere. They might even know that he produces spiritual fruit in their lives, but they relate to him in ways similar to how I relate to my pituitary gland. I know it's in there somewhere and that it's necessary somehow for bodily growth in life, but I have no real interaction with it. I've never spoken to or heard from my pituitary gland its work remains invisible and undetected, even though I know it's essential. So, it's my hope, it's my prayer that as we study the Holy Spirit, as we look into God's Word with a balanced approach of both seeking the Spirit's guidance and standing on the authority of God's Word, that God will speak to us. We'll understand His reality and His presence is living inside of us as Anyone who professes faith in Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit there, and Scripture testifies that. So, so as we go through today's message, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do some uh, reminders of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does. For some of you, that will be information that you know and maybe you maybe haven't thought about in a while. For some of you, it may be brand new. For some of you, you may look at something that you haven't seen before. But as we bring this message to a close, I believe there's a challenge and it's for all of us, whether we're exploring Christ or whether we're living a Christ-centered life. And so I encourage you just to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to hear today? So here's the first thing that we need to, to answer. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. You'll find the Holy Spirit moving in the book of Genesis in the very second verse of the Bible. So the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters at creation. And then as you go through the entire Bible, you see the movement and the action and the activity and the works of the Holy Spirit working in, the, in individuals, leading people, guiding people, birthing the church, doing amazing and powerful works, all the way through the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, in the very last chapter of the very last book of the Bible, we see the Holy Spirit again. So the Holy Spirit saturates God's word. And the Holy Spirit is active and alive in our world and in our lives, guiding, moving, speaking, whether we recognize it or not. The Holy Spirit is present. As I mentioned earlier, the, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. The Trinity is a, an essential, non-negotiable doctrine of all Christians. And the Trinity is this doctrine that we believe that God is one, but God reveals himself to us in three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see that throughout Scripture. We see that affirmed 
at the end of the book of Matthew where Jesus says to the church, to the disciples, go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the first thing that we need to know about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is a person. And as a person, we can relate to the Holy Spirit. We can know the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus said. This comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you And will be in you. Will be in you. Notice the future tense. Jesus is foreshadowing the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down and poured, the Holy Spirit was poured out into the lives of all believers. So here's what we understand from this scripture. Jesus is saying is the Holy Spirit is a person. You can know the Holy Spirit. He says you do know him. The Holy Spirit lives with you and he's going to live with you some future time. Well, that was before the day of Pentecost. Since the day of Pentecost, we know that everybody who professes faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. And it's, it's, it's so cool as you read these scriptures, particularly in the Gospel of John. You see the interaction between the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you also see not only the relationship between the Godhead, the Trinity, but the relationship between followers of Jesus and the Spirit and the Godhead. So the Holy Spirit is a person that we can know, that we can relate to, that we can be connected to. Here's the second thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit. Not only is the Holy Spirit a person, but the Holy Spirit is God. Uh, The Holy Spirit is not a lesser or different kind of being than God the Father or God the Son. The Spirit is God. The words Spirit and God, actually, you'll see in Scripture, are used interchangeably. In the book of Acts, in uh, the fifth chapter, there's this amazing interaction between the Apostle Peter and one of the followers of Jesus, the man's name is Ananias, and we're going to look at what he says to Ananias. He says, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. So here's the Apostle The apostle Peter is saying very clearly that the Holy Spirit is God. So it's vital for us to remember that that God is speaking to us, leading us, guiding us through the Holy Spirit. It's also important to remember that when we forget about the Holy Spirit, we're forgetting about God. So we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is part of the triune God, part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He is God. But let's think more about the nature of God. Uh, You you know, the nature of God, we understand God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, They're both holy and eternal. Holy means they're they're set apart. They're different than humanity. humanity. Uh, They're they're to be revered. We also understand that that they're eternal. So we we see through Scripture that that the Holy Spirit was there at creation. We see the Holy Spirit is is there in the book of Revelation. The Holy Spirit is alive and with us. The Holy Spirit will be with us all the days of our lives. 
Holy Spirit is holy and eternal. The Holy Spirit also incorporates those attributes that all of the Godhead does. So the Holy Spirit is omnipotent, all-powerful. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. Holy Spirit's everywhere. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. In other words, the Holy Spirit knows all things. So, think this through. With regards to God's Spirit, we have someone living within us, if we believe in Jesus, who is God. We're not God, but the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And the Holy Spirit, therefore, has the mind of God. The Holy Spirit knows the will of God. And the Holy Spirit knows how God feels. So the Holy Spirit resides within us because he wants to help us think the way God thinks and desire what God desires. The Holy Spirit is there to lead us and guide us. So let's move into the next part. What is the role? What is the role of the Holy Spirit? By the way, Francis Chan has written a great book called Forgotten God, and I would encourage you also to read that. It really gets into some of how the Holy Spirit works and and deals with some of these primary issues. I encourage you to check that book out also. So what's the role of the Holy Spirit? First of all, we need to know this. The Holy Spirit helps us speak. In other words, when we recognize the Holy Spirit is in us, the Holy Spirit will bring to mind things that we we need to say in circumstances that may be difficult. We see that the Holy Spirit was promised to the apostles when they didn't know how to speak, when they were arrested, when they were brought before authorities. They said, don't worry. Trust that the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. We also need to know that the Holy Spirit is our counselor, our our teacher, our reminder of what we need to know. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our advisor, our encourager, The Holy Spirit is our strength. So I'm going to read you a scripture from the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Jesus says, All these things I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit teaches us what Jesus has taught the disciples. He will remind us. He will draw us to our hearts and our minds what Jesus has taught to help us be a fully devoted follower of Jesus. What else does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit gives us power to be God's witnesses. We see in the the first chapter of the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit gave the disciples the power, the strength to be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit gives us power to put to death the sin that we struggle with. The Holy Spirit also sets us free from sin. We can trust the Holy Spirit to guide us in the face of temptation and sin. Through the Holy Spirit, in the book of Romans, we're told we receive a spirit of adoption from God the Father. We become part of God's family because the Holy Spirit leads us to God through Jesus Christ, and we're adopted into God's family. The Holy Spirit also convicts us of sin. Those who believe in Jesus and and even those who don't, listen to what Jesus said and, and notice what he's saying, that it's better for him to go away. In the 16th chapter of John, Jesus says, in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. 
Holy Spirit convicts us. I can't tell you how many times it's happened, you know, dozens of times, maybe even hundreds of times, where I'm, I'm, I'm going through life and I remember something that I said or I did. It may have been last week. It may have been last year. It may have been 10 years ago. And I go, oh, I'm not very proud of that. In fact, I, I think that, that was sin and I need to confess it as sin. And if possible, I even need to confess it to the person that I said it to or, or did it to. And so I believe that's one of the ways the Holy Spirit prompts us and helps us work out our, our sanctification by doing that. And, and it means we need to pay attention to those promptings. The Holy Spirit brings life and freedom. Scripture tells us where the Spirit is, there is freedom. There's not bondage to the law. There's not bondage or slavery to sin. By the Holy Spirit, we abound with hope. Now think that through. You know, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your struggles were. Maybe you're suffering from depression. Maybe you're, you're just overwhelmed with life. The Holy Spirit desires to give us hope, to help us walk and stand in the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. So lean into the Holy Spirit. Receive what the Holy Spirit has to offer. The Holy Spirit helps us understand that we're part of God's kingdom and, and that as that, as sons and daughters of God's kingdom, we're each given a manifestation of the Spirit to use for the common good, for building up the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit helps us bear good fruit, fruit that's opposite of sin. And you know this from Galatians 5, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, pay, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit wants to bear that fruit in our lives. All, all these things the Holy Spirit wants to do, and we just need to say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. But here's the most important question that I would ask personally, and I would ask you to ask, how should I follow the Holy Spirit? In spirit and in truth. We follow the, spirit, we follow the Holy Spirit in spirit and truth. Jesus said this. He was talking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, and he said, the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers, true followers, will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. One Bible scholar has said this, there are not two separate, separable characteristics of the worship that must be offered. It must be offered in spirit and in truth, essentially saying it should be God-centered, made possible by the gift of the Holy Spirit and also in personal knowledge of and in conformity to, the, to God's word made flesh. So there's this idea that as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to worship God by the leading of the Spirit, by the truth and authority of his word, that we need to follow God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit by the leading of the Holy Spirit and by the truth of God's word. So we need to pursue that deeper relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in particular the Holy Spirit, by, by trusting the Holy Spirit, leaning into it, and also trusting God's word. There, there's a balance there. There needs to be that balance so that as we seek to understand and follow the Holy Spirit, we can understand fully what he desires for us. So, so let, me, 
let me close this point with an illustration. The Spirit of God takes God's timeless truths and makes them come alive to us. The Spirit of God helps us understand them. The Spirit shows us how to implement them and empowers us to accomplish them. The Spirit transforms tasks, lists, into relationship. That's important for somebody like me. I can be task-oriented. That's such a refreshing word for me. Now think this through. The Word of God is eternal and unchanging. The Holy Spirit's direction can be temporary and varied. The Word of God gives us promises. The Holy Spirit compels us to risk in certain situations. The Word of God outlines the mission. The Holy Spirit inspires the vision. The Word of God sets the standards. The Holy Spirit guides the operations. The Word of God shows us the end game. The Holy Spirit points to the starting place. The Word of God sets our expectations. The Holy Spirit inspires our dreams. The Word of God describes the character of God. The Holy Spirit pulls us into God's emotions. The Word of God recounts God's acts of salvation. The Holy Spirit sheds abroad God's love in our hearts. The Word of God gives us revelation. The Holy Spirit illuminates the explanation. The Word of God provides the content. The Holy Spirit brings the conviction. The Word of God helps us to know The Holy Spirit enables us to learn. The Word of God commands us to hear. The Holy Spirit empowers us to listen. The Word of God commands us to obey. The Holy Spirit beckons us to follow. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, makes God's Word personable and applicable to us. As I draw this to a close, I want to challenge you to engage with both the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And so this week, I want to ask you to do a couple of things. One of them is very simple. It's to pray a prayer. Prayerfully say, Holy Spirit, speak to me, and then listen. Can you say that? Holy Spirit, speak to me. Go ahead. Holy Spirit, speak to me. And then listen. Open your heart to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. It may be a nudging. You may hear a voice. Holy Spirit speaks to us different ways because we're all individuals. Here's the second thing I want you to do. And some of you are going to think this is academic, but it's not. Um, if you've got a smartphone, take it out. If you don't have a, a smartphone, uh, just take notes, and the next time you go to your computer, you can do this. So I want you to go to your internet, whatever it is on your smartphone, And I want you to type in to the search bar, BibleGateway.com. All right? So once you do that, on Bible Gateway, it's going to say, enter keyword, passage, or topic. And I just want you to type in the word spirit. All right? And then hit done and let it search. You should come up with about 563 uses of the word spirit in the New International Version. Whatever version you have, it may be different. 
And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see the number of the times the word spirit is used in each book of the Bible. Because there's 563, I'm going to shorten the assignment. I'm going to say, just go to the New Testament. And this week, during your time with God, I want you to read through those verses and just say, again, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And I want you to see who the Holy Spirit is. I want you to see what the Holy Spirit does. I want, to see, I want you to see how the Holy Spirit has, uh, has worked, how the Holy Spirit has been pronounced, how the Holy Spirit has been forecast. And I want you to let God speak to you about who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit wants to operate in our individual lives and in the body of Christ here in Granby, but, but worldwide. You know, I, I want us to understand that, that God's Spirit wants to work in us and through us. And we need to understand that if we don't understand about the Holy Spirit, we're holding the Spirit at bay. We're sort of giving it a stiff arm. So through the balance of letting God's Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and through the balance of, of studying God's Word, I want you to engage deeper with the Spirit. Not just this week, but really in your life. Not just through this series, but in a daily way. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to guide us and direct us. And we just need to say, as that song we sang earlier, you know, you're welcome here, Holy Spirit. Speak to me. Open our lives to him. So I, I want to pray for you to allow this to happen right now. So if you would, bow your heads and pray with me. Father, we thank you for your love for us and that you and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. And, and as we come here, we say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we open our lives to you. We open our hearts to you. We desire for you to have your will and your way in our lives. So Lord, speak to us. Speak to us from your word. Speak to us through the power of your spirit. And we just open our lives and we say, we will listen and we will follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.